All right, ladies and gentlemen, peace and love. It's Monday. It's 8 p.m. It's the Urban Conservative Podcast. It's time for common sense. Common sense for a change. That's what we're talking about today with Greensboro City Council candidate Katie Rasabi. The Urban Conservative Podcast starts right now. Hey, buddy. Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative Podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. You're a little over Cardi B. And you're repulsed by the thought of Hogmaw. Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> If you think the earth is flat and always on that weird side of YouTube, check out the Earth Conservative. They'll set you straight. <laughs> if you're in a chasing dopey and you love South Fishing Festival, check out the Urban Conservative. All right, ladies and gentlemen, peace and love. Thanks for checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. I'm Raheem Architect Soto. I'm all by myself. My brother Ali, shouts out to Dual Ali. Shouts out to my sister-in-law, Tasha, my nephew, Dre, uh, for hosting us this past week in North Carolina. We've been in North Carolina the last week. It's been uh, a very, very interesting week. Uh, shouts out to all of the Republican men's group, the Moore County Republican men's group. Uh, all of the groups that hosted us and had us in all of the different counties, Edgecombe County, and uh, we've been all over the, the, the state. Too many places to name, but uh, we had a really good week. Shouts out to Mark Robinson uh, and, and his wife. Um, we got the chance to, uh, Ali got the chance to speak and, and before Mark Robinson and introduce him. And a uh, very powerful brother, very gracious brother, uh, the, the lieutenant governor there in uh, North Carolina. Very good week for us, man. Very good week for us. Uh, today we're talking about common sense. As you all know, uh, things seem a little out of whack around the country, and uh, it's our job here to kind of make some sense out of the things that are a, a little crazy. We still have Democrats talking about defunding cops. We have uh, uh, fiscally irresponsible leadership all around the country, and uh, interestingly enough, people are especially on the conservative side of things, starting to fight back. We're starting to see more conservatives get involved with school board, more conservatives step up and run for office. And 
interestingly enough, there's, you know, North Carolina is like a second home to me. Obviously, Ali lives there. North Carolina is like a second home to me. And working with the candidates in North Carolina has been a great experience over the years. And uh, we've met some really serious people that are serious about taking care of their communities, uh, being involved with the communities they live in, fighting to maintain uh, uh, and, and, and bring some sense, some common sense, some good sense back to the table. So I'm going to start today's episode off with a video, right? It's a little different for us, but I'm going to start today's uh, uh, show off with this video for the introduction, because I think a lot can be said when you hear things uh, uh, from people's mouth, what their agenda is, especially when we're talking about candidates. So real quick, ladies and gentlemen, check out this video before we bring our guests on real quick. One minute. All right, here we go right here. Hi, my, my name, name is Katie, Katie Rosabi, and I'm running for City Council at Large in Greensboro. Not, Not much has changed change since I started, started campaigning, campaigning in 2020. In Our primary is in line to match the last two years, averaging 60 murders per year. We are down 100 police officers and counting. Our officers are still not being given adequate pay or support from the City Council and Mayor, nor necessary equipment. Our town is still dirty. Our growing homeless population is not getting treatment. Our taxes are soaring as the city council and mayor continue their wasteful spending with lack of accountability. The primary and general elections are very important. Please vote. We must stop what is happening to our city before it's too late. Please vote for common sense for all right, a ladies and gentlemen. For my the name first is Katie Wasabi, and I'm I'd like you all to welcome Katie Wasabi to the Urban Conservative. Peace, Katie. How are you? I'm great, Raheem. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm well. I'm on the right side of the dirt, as we say around here. <laughs> We're here. We're here. You know what I mean? We still everything is good. Well, I thank you for taking the time to come on, and and um, you know, it's been a pleasure to work with you and, and watch the campaign and 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 see things. So thanks for taking the time to come on. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So so let's dive in, right? Um, tell us a little bit about, about your background before we get into the actual hard campaign stuff. Just give us the whole who is Katie Spill, um, you know, where you grew up, what, what kind of got you inspired to run uh, for city council out there in Greensboro? I am born and raised in North Carolina, a small town outside of Charlotte called Bessemer City that was a mill town. I went to UNC Chapel Hill with a degree in communications. I lived in Boston for 10 years after that, where I worked in the retailing industry and training and development and recruitment. I then moved into the in-home nursing uh, business where I did national account sales and contracting between hospitals and insurance companies. I moved back to North Carolina, got married and had my son. I worked in the advertising industry the years he was growing up. When he went away to school, I started a tennis wear line that I had manufactured in the U.S. and sold online for eight years. When I closed the business, I started looking around my city and I did not like what I was seeing. Number one, I did not like how our police officers were being treated and what was happening to the city as a result. With what is happening in politics all over the world, in our country, in our state, and in our city, we all have a part to play. And so I decided to run for office because that was something that I felt like I could do. I was interested in doing. And um, so I decided to run. 
So, uh, what did you did you have any like was it like an aha moment for you? Like was it a thing because I usually hear candidates say there was a, there's a particular thing that sends them off the edge. Like you know what it was was there a thing for you? Was there that particular issue that did it for you? Yes. We have a city council and mayor that have been in office a long time. I believe in term limits. And I was seeing that they've just forgotten about the people. They don't respond. The city council meetings were not productive for the citizens. Um, they're really not responsive. And, and they're not, the town was really starting to, to get very run down. And we have businesses leaving. And I just, people are tired of politicians. And, and I'm one of those people that, that are tired of them. We need people who are not politicians and who are about the people. And I just am not seeing that very many places. And so I, I felt like that, you know, I'm not running as a politician. I'm running as someone who wants to stay in Greensboro and turn it around. And, you know, just, just looking at our everyday life here and, and what our city's like was the motivator and just the lack of response from our leaders. That, that just can't happen. Mm, interesting. So, Katie, we have a lot of viewers from around the country that that uh, watch the show and they tune in. Um, Greensboro is a beautiful place. North Carolina is a really, really beautiful state. Like I said, I just spent the last week out there. It's like a second home to me. Um, if you had to explain to someone not from Greensboro, right, the changes that you've seen over the last, let's say, 15, 20 years or so, um, how would you explain those changes and, and, and then bring that, make that make sense why we need to get the, the right people on city council? Mm -hmm. We are a city of about 350,000 people. We are at a crossroads of two major highways, um, 85 and 40, which is a terrific spot. And we, we have all foundations to be a phenomenal city. And it, and about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, we were a city where on a Saturday night or Friday night, you would go downtown and walk around and go in the shops and go in the restaurants and be out on the street and be sitting on a wall and you'd see people that you knew. And it was, it was, you had that town atmosphere and we were a united city and people were happy and there were things to do and businesses were thriving and people wanted to live here. We have a lot of, of universities and colleges here. The, the kids would graduate and stay here to work. And that is slowly just going away. We've lost some major industries here. Uh, we may possibly lose the ACC tournament that is, has been based here for a long time. With all of these students, they can't necessarily find jobs here. If they can, we don't have enough affordable housing for them. And there's nothing to do in the city. The downtown is becoming, we, we have gutted the homeless ordinances. So not only are our homeless not getting help, the homeless families with children that have jobs can't necessarily find housing, but the homeless that need treatment with the substance abuse and, and mental right. illness, they are not getting help as well. So the, the loitering and petty um, crime ordinances have been gutted. So we have one of the largest homeless populations in the state. And we're not helping them. And so our downtown, as a result, is becoming more about that and abandoned storefronts than a thriving, vibrant, connected place to come together as a city. And we can change that because we've got all the bones for it. But there are no initiatives from our leadership. So um, 
the the other side tends to throw money at the problem. We know mm-hmm. that that's always been a, a you know a, a mantra of the 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 opposite of us. Um, has that been tried there in Greensboro? Have they tried throwing the money? And how how much money do you think has been spent on trying to fix the problems? What I see, we have a we have a large budget, and what I see happening is there's there money is going into our leaders' own nonprofits, which should never happen. These are our tax dollars. What we what we need to do is support our police officers. They're not doing that, so we're de- we're losing our police officers, which the gangs are on the rise. Um, they throw money at making everything green and something called inclusion that they aren't defining. And things, these kinds of initiatives, they, they, there's COVID money that's not been spent. Um, the school money that, that is going into these schools is not being spent. So our taxes are going up, but we just don't see it being spent on the things that would make the city vibrant again. Um, most of the time, we're not sure where our money's going because they're very not forthcoming with information about what is happening. But the two main things they are talking about are being green and inclusion. That's hmm. really all we can see. And supporting these nonprofits that they're on. They're either on the board or they're their own. And that, that to me, should never happen. Right. That, that sounds like a serious transparency issue. And, yes. uh, and, and maybe some ethics involved here when, when you start to hear those type of things there mm-hmm. um, that, you know, sitting elected officials are benefiting from, from basically tax taxpayer money, you know, that that's ethically, I think there should be some ramifications for that. You know, uh, at least just in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Katie Rashabi, candidate for Greensboro city council, do us a favor, hit the like, follow, subscribe, do us a favor. If you're just showing up, get in the comment section, let us know where you're watching from. Visit the website, tuconservative.com. If you want to support us on cash app, you can do so. Dollar sign TU conservative again. Shouts out to Abdul Ali. He's on the road right now as we speak. I think he might be on like 81 in Pennsylvania, somewhere in the mountains with no service driving down. Shouts out to him. Also, make sure to uh, tune in Wednesdays to check out the Two America show with Scott and Zynga, America's favorite conservative couple, couple right here on the Urban Conservative. Um, don't miss it. Wednesdays, you gotta tune in. Can't miss that. Um, Katie, let's talk about um supporting law enforcement right you you mentioned that a little bit earlier and uh your videos mentioned that your content on your website uh talks a lot about supporting police how important is that that we not only back the blue but we encourage um community relations between the police because i think that's a big deal as well it's a very big deal and i'll actually start with that part of it i've been campaigning for a year and a half and that has enabled me to go into almost every neighborhood in the city. And the common theme that I am hearing is the people have been forgotten because the number one thing on people's minds in all neighborhoods is safety. We have over 2,600 calls a month with no officer to respond. That is a scary thing. So people do want a strong police force, but our our pay scale is way below other cities, um, comparable cities in North Carolina and across the country. And um, our our equipment, we the cars go into the garage that repairs them. There's only one mechanic. It takes a while to get them back. 
Um, the city council turned down a grant from the government of over $150,000 to buy them equipment. They wouldn't do it, so it went to surrounding cities. These officers need this equipment. So, and if there's a critical shooting, the city council wants to screen the footage. Our police officers want raw body cam footage shown to the public so the public can see that they are doing their jobs. And if there is an issue, it needs to be handled by experienced law enforcement, not a city council that doesn't have any. And then the, the police officers can be slandered to the media. And so our officers don't aren't feeling supported in the city. So what happens is they'll go through our training academy and then they'll leave or they'll work a couple of years and then they'll leave. And our salaries are just not in line. So we are down 100 officers and they continue to leave because of the environment here. So the safety is a huge factor. We have the budget to support them. It just needs to happen. So do, do you think, and, and uh, I mean, I really don't know how to ask this any other way than just to ask, but why do you think people fell for the anti-police rhetoric and, and allowed the defunding of, or, or even the thought of defunding the police, especially in communities, you know, where, where crime is an issue? Like, how do you think people fell for that? Like, what, what do you think that's about? I think the mainstream media has really pushed this topic. And people have got to look beyond that to other news sources and find the information that tells them the police are not down there mowing down and killing hundreds of innocent people every day. But that's what the media has been selling, social media, print media, television media. People have got to look beyond that and look at their own communities. Grassroots stuff starting in, in, in your towns and cities is an important place to start. But the media has been tremendous in this and really demonizing the police. And that is really unfortunate because I'm not sure what the answer is. If we don't have a police force, are they going to militarize it? Do we do we really want the military in running our towns? We want police officers here that are connected to our community. And these officers do a good job and they love their job. They're passionate about it. And this is what they want to do. But they're just being we just lost our police chief. They they gave this man and got in the way of him doing his job so often and gave him such a hard time. And it just, you know, we got to quit looking at the television and look at each other as citizens and work together and be a community again. Quit letting the media control how we think. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, we back the blue here. We're, we're big supporters of law enforcement here. And we're the first to say, hey, listen, if they if they get it wrong, they get it wrong. Someone should be held accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, being pro-police doesn't mean that you're, you know, blind to the fact that they these are human beings, too, that make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And you get bad apples in every, you know, in every bunch, so to speak. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. And we should hold them accountable. I, I think we oftentimes... Uh, the more moderate, right-leaning people we get accused of uh, when we say we back the police or when we say we recognize, like you said, that this is a narrative being spun, somehow mm -hmm. that means we're, we're uh, minimalizing when people are treated mm -hmm. unfairly by police. And I don't, that's not what we're saying. That's, uh, I don't, right. I, that's not what I take from what you said mm -hmm. um, at all. And, and I, I think it's really sad that 
media does that. And, and I'm curious about something. Since you've been running, have you had this experience of the media bias that have you experienced it now? Candidate Katie, when they when they uh, they, they have if you had, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Lots, it. lots. Yes. And, um, you know, I am a conservative. And so when I am asked to fill out questionnaires or do, you know, have these conversations, one of the first questions I'm asked, what do you think about January 6th? And my answer to that is, this is about Greensboro, North Carolina. If you want to talk about the issues in Greensboro, I am happy to do that. I will talk to anyone anyone who calls, emails, any media source, I'm absolutely all in because I care about the issues of the city. If you want to find something to hang your hat on to call me whatever name you need to, I don't have time for that. Our mm. city is in a crisis. We are being called Detroit. We are being called, we have been ranked the number eight most violent city in the country. We have serious issues here. I am, I don't, and, and this is a nonpartisan race. And, that, and I love that about this race because then, and, and quite frankly, elections have become about winning a football game, like, instead of the issues. And this race of city council allows us to truly think about the citizens. And every community I have gone in where I sit and listen to them, they say to me, you are the only politician we have seen in years who actually comes out here, listens to us, and tries to help. So, so let me ask some some solution based qu uh, uh, questions because we kind of stated some of the problems. We see the homelessness there. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we see the the fiscal irresponsibility there in the city, um, the mismanagement, and and we see the lack of support for law enforcement and and and, the, mm -hmm. and those things. So, give us some solutions if you can. Some some quick, you know, wh what does Katie do day one? She gets in there and, and you become part of that city council. What do you advocate for? What do you fight for in city council to, to kind of reverse the and stem the flow of this stuff? Mm -hmm. We immediately look at the police uh, salaries and get them the, the equipment that they need. And, and, and this is going to take several million dollars to get them. But we have a pretty healthy budget. So we've got to get them in line with other cities, support them and get them to stay and really work with the leadership in the police force. They are the ones that know best what they need, what is happening. Listen to the people that know. So the police have got to be supported first and foremost because we've got to get these gangs handled. And they are in the schools. They are everywhere, and it's getting dangerous. That's the number one thing. The second thing, I am going through this budget line by line by line. We waste so much money. When is the last time anyone looked at this budget and what we do is we throw money all over the place and then we raise everyone's taxes. And we have some of the highest property taxes in the state. That's got, and the COVID money, where, where did it go? How is this being spent? We have to look at this stuff. We are a business and we have to be fiscally responsible. Our, our citizens elect us to do that. We have to get up there and do our jobs. If the citizens have issues, we have to respond. So that's the other thing we, you know, I've been talking to all these people who have serious issues with the city. City won't even call them back. So that that's another whole thing. Our builders, our builders, it is so hard to work with our city. No one calls them back. They don't answer emails. They don't answer texts. Our builders are going other places to build, you know, affordable housing or whatever they're trying to build because they just can't work with the city. Now that can't happen. We have empty lots all over our downtown. We need housing. 
but it is impossible to work with the city as far as permitting and zoning and that this type, all that stuff. Then they do these impact fees and all they, they dump all these fees on these builders. So it's onerous for them. And then it gets passed along. The rents go up. That whole cycle has got to stop. We've got to get housing in line. We just got two big industries here. How are we going to get a get a workforce for them if they can't live here? Our officers and firemen, they can't afford to live in our city because the rents are too high. So we've got to get housing for them. And those are the three main things. And then there are 10,000 other things we've got to look at that are that are important. But I think that I think that would make a big difference to make the city safe and, and tighten up this budget and stop bleed. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Katie Rashabi, candidate for Greensboro City Council out in the beautiful state of North Carolina in the city of Greensboro. Uh, do us a favor, hit the like, follow, subscribe. Thanks to everybody that is in the chat. We appreciate you guys. If you have questions uh, for Katie, get in there, drop your questions in there. We see some support in there already. Do us that favor. You know, we, we, we could use the support. So hit the like, follow, subscribe, share the content. Make sure if you have friends and family in Greensboro, you guys get out and vote. It's it's so important. It is, it is, you know, I hear this a lot, and I know you've heard it too over the years. This is the most important election that we've, you know, they're the, the most important election line. But mm -hmm. this is this is actually um the way things have been going under this current administration. I, I really believe this is one of the most important mm -hmm. uh um local elections, midterm election years in a very, very long time. Uh, detrimental to the direction of the the, the country, you know, the, the the direction that we're going. Um, locally there, right? And and you mentioned the national politic. Have you found that that people have been really uninformed about what's going on there locally? Like, have you seen a lot of misconceptions oh. as you're talking to people? Yes, absolutely. They they don't. A lot of people don't even know who the city council and mayor are. Local mm. elections tend to have a low turnout. But now that the city is in the condition that it is in, people are waking up and starting to pay attention, but they don't they don't know anything. And I think that's another shortcoming of the leadership that we've had here. Everything's kind of kept under wraps. So this, there's no communication vehicle and we need to get the information and involve the citizens. The citizens have a lot of information and expertise that we can help use to help run the city. Why not? We are not right. omniscient rulers. This is not our kingdom. We are servants to the people and we have to behave that way and involve them in what is happening to their city and and to help change it. And that that's a critical element. And I think that detachment and, and it has got to stop. So city council meetings are Tuesday nights, every other Tuesday. Then there are work sessions. No one watches them. No one. And, and they... Honestly, what I am hearing is they do not feel, even when they come and speak to city council, it's difficult to get on the agenda to speak, but they don't feel like they're being listened to. That can never happen. We, we are servants. We can never forget that. But again, I believe in term limits because I believe when you are there too long, you know, power corrupts. I, I believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of term limits as well. I, I, I think when you have people in office and I mean, Pelosi and Biden and these people are low hanging fruit to mention, but mm -hmm. even in Texas and other states, you, you hear them go, oh, this lady's been in office since 1970, <laughs> anything, which yeah. is ridiculous, especially yeah, when, you know, you see the cities declining 
but they're voting for the same people over and over again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. um, the, the more we stick to our guns as conservatives, and I know you mentioned this is a nonpartisan race, I, I think that's important to, to mention that part because I've seen a lot of people in social media like, well, what are you? Uh, you know, as far as, you know, just, oh, well, what are you? And, I, and I'm glad you came out and said that you're a conservative. Um, has have you how has the support been over the last couple of months like what what has it been have you have you experienced the the full gambit of of being a candidate have you any i have um you know we i I walk a lot of neighborhoods and i go Mm -hmm. to a lot of meetings town hall meetings specifically if i'm invited and it's very funny because when you not all of them because i try to really impress upon them from from the beginning of the conversation if they answer the door, who wants to talk to a politician anyway, but I don't call myself that. Um, I say it's nonpartisan, but some people will still ask and say, yeah, but what are you? And if I say, well, I'm a Republican, they basically don't want to talk. The, the media has been so powerful in demonizing the, the Republican Party. And, and so they don't want to talk. However, when I am on the trails running my dog, I was at Home Depot last weekend in the parking lot. A woman stopped her car, left it running, jumped out. She said, I'm a longtime Democrat. You have got my vote and you have got to win. And this is happening to me more and more. I think the Democrats, the, the real Democrats are just as fed up with a lot of stuff that's going on. And they're talking about it t- to me and I'm sure other people. And, you know, they're not the far left. They're not the far whatever. They want the same things. And we have to start this conversation. We have to come together. And that's another goal of mine for this city. We don't need to be, we don't need to keep allowing this. We need to come together as a people because the politicians and the media can't, they're not doing what they should be doing. And so we have to take it back. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what this country to to us here at the Urban Conservative, um, you know, this is what the country was founded on. I think there's been a and and maybe you'll agree with this i think there's been a uh for the last i don't know maybe 20 years and it could be longer there's been this push to devalue the constitution and how we look at the the founding of our our nation and sure we had some hiccups early on and i think we've done a good job auto-correcting right as a as a nation we kind of i think we got things together and I, I don't know if you feel it or see it, but I feel like there's this push to to bring us back to where we can't sit together, where we can't have, you know, mm-hmm. disagreement, uh, polite disagreement. Well, you know, I have to if I don't agree with you about something, uh, I'm now I don't understand black people, even though I'm a black guy. I, if I don't agree with the BLM folks now, I'm told, you know, me and Ali are told that. We're, 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 because we're around white people, whatever that means that we don't understand. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think it's, I think we're in an interesting time as conservatives and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, growth is everything. Right. So where do you see Greensboro growing to you get into city council? What does growth look like to you in the city of Greensboro um, over the next, let's say four to six years? I think if we can pull these elements together, we can become the city that we're supposed to be in that we will continue to draw big businesses here when they see greenville south carolina is a good comparison because they're the same size city that we are and what they did is they opened a river that ran through their downtown and they built up housing and restaurants and 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 made it a center gathering place we need something like that and there are people in the city 
looking at things like that, trying to do that. But we have to make it safe because nobody wants to go down there and get shot. And yeah. and then we have to help the homeless get the help that they need in the treatment centers that are outside the downtown. And then we have to we we really need to kind of do a, a campaign type thing at the universities that are in this city and say, Lisa, listen, these are the opportunities here. These are the kinds of businesses that are here. They're looking for you and you can afford to live here. And then, you know, if, even if we do lose the ACC, we have other types of things that people can do that have to be made known. So it's almost like a, a marketing campaign, really. But we've got to get the city where it needs to be. And it, it's going to take some work and some time. But we got to start right away. Right, right. I, I, my, my message and, and, you know, it's been telling conservatives and, and Republicans and even our Democrat friends who agree with us, like you said, there's been Democrats that have came mm -hmm. to you. Now is not the time because we've seen the red wave in 2022 uh, to, you know, to get complacent. Now is not the time to, you know, even though we're in a primary, now is not the time to start the Republican conservative infighting. Once we get through these primaries right. and the candidates are the candidates, these are the folks we need to get behind and support. I don't I don't you know, I don't like the idea. And I've seen it through a couple of cycles now where people don't show up after the primaries. Now they're not involved because their guy or gal didn't get the nod. And, you know, now there's this drop off. Mm -hmm. I don't think we could afford that as a country, not as a party. I right. mean, as a country, because when you got Democrats like I'm voting for you, things are <laughs> I think are pretty, you know pretty bad um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right <laughs> listen ladies and gentlemen um we're right at the 33 minute mark we're talking with katie Rasabi from greensboro north carolina who is running for city council primary election day uh what was that may 17th may 17th and early early voting starts this thursday the 28th and i think that's going to be a big time because the the primary is the 17th the general is july 26th that's a big travel time for people. So the early voting is key. And I, I think these next two weeks, we'll see a lot of people trying to get that vote in. So I know um, I know a lot of, of, of people are concerned about um, voter integrity and things mm -hmm. of that nature. Um, and I don't know how much a city council would impact those type of things. But just if you might answer, what is your stance on voter integrity and voter ID and things of that nature? I think we need voter ID. I think there. Um, I think we had some issues in the last election. I am starting to see articles about how it's already happening in this one. I think it's really critical to our country. If we don't have a legitimate vote, it's we're going to lose our country. So it's critical that we get people to pulse it and and watch over this kind of thing. And it, it definitely affects all, all levels of elections. And we've got to put a stop to that because that's that's that just can't happen in our country if we want to stay together as a country. So yeah. hopefully people will step up and do that. That's an that's an easy thing to do. And as I said before, we all really have a part to play to to, you know, get things in a more positive place. And the vote's it, a big one. Absolutely. I agree. So listen, Katie, we're coming to the end of this interview, right? And uh, this is your first time here. So before you get your solo camera time, tell everybody how they can support the campaign. I have a couple of questions, right? Thanks. We went through the policy stuff, but I feel like we feel like here that people need to get to know about you, right? So, and and so folks know, I didn't prepare you for this, right? This, you didn't know no. This happen. no, no. All right. 
So, so don't, don't be too nervous. These are these are just some basic questions you weren't anticipating, but I feel like some of these questions, folks will get to know the real Katie. All right. Okay. All right. So um, Nike or Adidas? Adidas. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Country music or hip hop? Um, really everything. I love all different kinds of music. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. all right. Uh, Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Both. I okay. Both. <laughs> listen, this, but these are the things some people want to know. All right. Listen, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael Jordan. We went to Chapel Hill with him. He's okay. a great guy. Listen, these are the things people want to know. All right. Great are, guy. All the way, Jordan. All right. Best place to get a slice of pizza? In the world, we're in Greensboro. <laughs> Where you are? We talking about Greensboro? This is all. I even made people green today. Greensboro, come on. What you got? Greensboro. Well, Elizabeth's Pizza has great pizza. Okay, there we go. Good, mm-hmm. good enough for me. Okay, you are stuck on a desert island. You can only have one book, one meal, and one album. What do you take? Atlas Shrugged by Anne Rand, one of my favorite books. Uh, one meal. This is what you're going to have. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is oh, it. Oh, gosh. Ugh. You're going to eat coffee, it for eternity. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and anything gluten-free, unfortunately. Okay. Ugh. Um, and what was the other one? Who my And, and one album. You can only bring one, one album. album. <sighs> These are really hard. Politics is easier than this. Um, you're going to have to listen to it. Happy. Anything that's happy enough lifting, which could be anything from Michael Jackson to Dave Matthews to, you know, some of the country stuff, anything. Okay, no, look, look, the, the, your constituents <laughs> want to know these things. They want to, these are the questions they ask us to ask people. They're like, ask real questions. Does she, what does she put on a hamburger? Oh, everything, especially mayonnaise. I'm Southern. I love mayonnaise. You're a mayonnaise. So do you do Cool Whip? Uh, no, what's the other one? Miracle Whip. Do you do Miracle Whip? No, Helmet, uh, not Helmets. Uh, Dukes, Dukes, is Dukes. The I said that to somebody, I think it was my daughter the other day. I said, I don't like Helmets, I like Dukes, and they were like, No, Helmets. <laughs> all right, all right, listen, last one yellow, plain mustard, or spicy brown? Spicy brown, okay. Now, I have unless a, it's I have a hot dog, it, unless it's oh, a I hot dog. I know this is random, but do you do the plain white hot dog bun or do you do potato roll? I like the potato rolls the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you so so is is it have you ever had to have the hot dog on the square bread? Was that a thing? I have not, but you know, if you cut it in half, it'll fit on anything. Okay, there it is. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys know more about Katie now because I'm pretty sure she's never been asked any of these type of when questions. I'm not. You are an original. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Katie Wasabi. The floor is yours. Take, take 30 seconds, a minute. Let people know how they can check out the campaign, how they can donate, how they can support. Um, the floor is yours. Um, thank you for listening tonight. I appreciate it. Um, you can contact me and find out. You can see my videos. You can see articles. Um, you can contact me through my website, which is on the screen, katie4gcc.com, and would love to hear from people. I, I always respond, and I'm very interested in people's ideas. Again, this is this is we're all in this together, so we got to work together. Absolutely. And remind them when is uh, when are these election dates again? 
May 17th is the primary. July 26th is the general and early voting starts this Thursday, April 28th. So folks, please make sure, get out there. Let me get the website on here so folks can see. It is Katie, K-A-T-I-E, four G, the number four, gcc.com. For those that are listening and not watching the video stream, please make sure to go to katie4gcc.com. You see it on your screen. Go support the sister, support the campaign. Let's get some good, serious, common-sense-based, American-loving hard-working folks into city councils around the country especially out in greensboro share this video um this is this is important stuff again check out the two americas uh podcast to the two america show wednesday 7 p.m right here on the urban conservative katie uh as as me and my brother tell people who come on the show time is the one thing you cannot get back so we are eternally grateful you took an hour of your time almost to come on the show with us we appreciate it. You have a home here on the Urban Conservative. Um, we're pulling for you. We're, we're doing We're pulling. We're praying. We're doing all the good stuff that we can that you get elected. Uh, any last words before we get you out of here? I just appreciate you having me. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. And let's all get involved. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you back here next Monday. Uh, make sure to hit the like, follow. Everything is at the Urban Conservative. All right, folks, for my twin brother, Dual Ali, I'm Raheem Architect Soto. Shout out to all of the local GOP leaders across the country, all of the men's group, all of the candidates that are getting out there running. Remember, like I said, after these primaries, let's get behind our guys and gals that are running. Let's support them because this is a team effort. We need everybody's help. So don't don't get all clickish and disappear into your little groups. Once primaries are over, that's when it's all hands on deck. This is when we get across that finish line. This is when the work starts. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you here next Monday. Appreciate the time. Like I said, for my twin brother, Duel, uh, Lee, I'm Raheem Architect Soto. This has been an Urban Conservative. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. Thanks, Raheem. You got it. <laughs>